to chapter 3, verse 50. Marie's life. <laughs> and boy, has it been a life lately. <laughs> and I have Marvelous with me again. Hey, Marvelous. Hey, how are you? You know, I'm fabulous as always. Yeah. And how are you? <laughs> Honestly. I'm okay. <laughs> you're okay now. <laughs> yeah, I was not okay earlier. No, and that's why we're doing this because I wanted to do a quick little update of what's been happening. <laughs> yeah. But I also wanted to do sort of a follow up. From our last conversation, because I know, you know, we were talking to people about heavy things Mm -hmm. and how, you know, even though it's the holidays, we're supposed to feel jolly and happy. And yeah, they say tis the season. I mean, I say that constantly. So I'm part of that group that I'm speaking to. But we have (laughs) to know that sometimes it's okay to not be happy and jolly. Yeah. We need to be in our feels. So... Yeah, that's what I wanted to do today. I wanted to kind of do all of that. Okay, How do you feel about that? Good. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Where are we starting? Well, because <laughs> this whole weekend has been crazy. I mean, I think it should be, uh, the week was fine. Yeah. The week was, I mean, not fine because you guys, your car, mm-hmm. how long has that been out of, Literally a week since yesterday. Okay, so we talked about the car last time. So she still needs a starter, guys. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. And that in itself is a whole story. That is. Which is what we're going to talk about. And then then to top it all off, so when did Christopher's car start acting up? Friday. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Thursday night. Is yeah. when we went to go see the new Spider-Man. For those of you who have not right. seen it yet, you need to go see it. It's so amazing. I'm one of those. I have not seen it yet. Yes, it is. First of all, I love Spider-Man. He was, I was talking to my dad today. He was the first superhero I was ever introduced to. So that's why uh, my like love okay. for Spider-Man is so real. Because like he was just the first, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyways, we literally... When we were driving there, because we went to a 5 o'clock showing, because I got off work at 4, and mm-hmm. it didn't seem as packed as the 5 o'clock showing. The later ones on Thursday just looked insane. Like it, well, that's because people are, you get off work earlier than other people. Right. So yeah. that makes sense. And I think some people caught out of work. Like, there were so many memes that was like, I have a doctor appointment. And then it was like, my doctor, and it was Doctor Strange. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I was so tempted to be like, I can't work today, Spider-Man's coming out. But anyways, we we get in Chris's car, and the second we get in there, I was like, as he's driving, I mean, I was like, something smells weird. Off. Yeah, something smells off. But I have a very sensitive nose. Like, I'm always thinking the car is going to explode. So I was like, maybe <laughs> I'm tripping. Good. I know. I just, because, like, other cars on the road, I can smell them. And so sometimes I get confused. Like, is that us or is that them? And Chris is always like, it's them, it's them. Yeah. Well, this time it was our car. It was Chris's car. And so the whole time we're driving, and then I noticed at, like, stoplights, the car was shaking. And I, like, looked at Chris, and I was like, maybe I just haven't been in your car in a while, but, like, has it always that, done that? Is it a vibrator? I <laughs> know. <laughs> that would have been better. <laughs> but, and he was like, no, actually, it's never done this. That's weird. And I was like, maybe it's hot because the weather here in Florida has been so flip-floppy. No, it has. It was cold, like, a few weeks ago, and, like, now it's back to 80 degrees outside. So I was, like, blaming the weather. I was like, maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Long story short, we literally pull into the movie theater, and we glide into the parking spot because the car cut off. Like, it just turned off. So it's not enough to have one vehicle out of commission. Right. Now we have the second vehicle. Right. That we just purchased, what, two months ago? two months ago. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I was like, this is a comedy. What is going on? And so immediately, like, I was like, should we not even go inside to this movie theater? But I bought the tickets, like, a week in advance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to go see the movie. Right. And Chris was like, you know what? Let's just escape reality for a moment. (laughs) Go get lost in fantasy. And then the car will have its problems and we'll come out and fix it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. 
So we get inside. I get my favorite little drink. It's like a mango mojito. It's so good. Studio Movie Grill. I feel like every mojito I've ever had in Florida just mm-hmm. blows it out of the park. I used to hate mojitos. I was like, they're minty and like strong. But for whatever reason, Florida just figured it Knows out. Knows how to yeah. do it. They know how to do it. So Florida does something right. Florida does something right. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> they give me my drinks right. Um, so anyways, we love the movie. We cry. We scream. We laugh. It's amazing. We get out, and, like, the car turns on perfectly normal. And we were like, what? Is this a joke? So Chris was like, let's just, let's just go. Like, we're not stopping anywhere. We're going straight <laughs> home because I don't know what's going on. So the movie theater, I think, is, like, 15 minutes away. Okay. So we finally get home, but you could smell, you could still smell whatever this was. Oh, wow. So we leave it alone. Like, we don't really even talk about it. We're like, we're just We're, we're just going to ignore that. You know, whatever. <laughs> so that was Thursday. Friday, on the way to your place, but, um, to, to fix, fix my car, yes. the car, um, we started smelling it again. And before we left, Chris was like, I should check the coolant. Like, I think this is like coolant or something's wrong with it. There was none in there. <gasps> and we were like, oh, Lord. And so at the time, um, Chris was like, we can just put water in it. And like, that'll hold it off for a little bit. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Again, it's not shaking. We like, nothing's really happening. We still kind of smell something, but I'm like, it's, Chris was like, Burning it's probably off. the residual mm-hmm. coolant. Yeah. We get to the gas station and <laughs> everything's fine. We turn on the car to leave the gas station and the car won't turn on. It, it won't like, turn on? No, it was like sputtering. It was like, making all these crazy noises. And I was like. This isn't happening. Mine was like 11 a.m. And I'm just like, no. And I'm working. Yep, you're at work. And I was like, no. (laughs) No, 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 no. We've had enough of this universe. Right. (laughs) Literally. I was like, what is going on? So thankfully, it was so kind. um, This guy comes over and helps Chris push the car. So I'm like staring the car. He's pushing it. And the guy helps. And like, you know, so sweet. I was very shocked. I was like, wow, that was so nice. So we get in the parking spot, um, we put the e-brake up, Chris pops the hood, then this other gentleman comes over, and I guess he worked on, like, airplanes just like Chris did. Oh, wow. So he was super knowledgeable, and he also worked on cars, and he was like, it's definitely a radiator, um, and all of this, and I was just like, oh, boy. So, (laughs) you know, what can we do? So one vehicle needs a A new starter, starter. the other one needs a a new radiator. radiator. It was insane. I was like, what is going on? So Tis the season. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> to so, spend money. To spend all the money. Like, bro, it's crazy. So the guy, you know, gave us a tip. He was like, listen, once your engine, like, cools off, like, pop your hood, keep it up mm-hmm. so it can, like, cool off, and then just, like, book it. Like, get to wherever you need to get because it's probably not going to turn on again. <laughs> so we, like, floor it, and um, the car starts shaking at the right. And I'm like, oh, it's oh, going to turn no. up. So we took that shortcut to your place. Yeah, yeah. And thankfully, it was so annoying. This car was, like, blocking the entrance to the little shortcut. Are you kidding? And Chris and I were like, move. <laughs> like, screaming. Move and it. they finally speed, you know, they move Pull forward. Up. Yep. And then as we're going through the little shortcut, I hear this noise that sounds like a dinosaur. And I was like, Chris, um has your car always made that noise? And he was like, we are not discussing it. We are getting (laughs) it to my mom's. And I was like, and I just busted out laughing because I was like, what is happening? Like, it literally sounded like a dinosaur. Like, it made all these noises. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, that was uh, Thursday and Friday. We did make it to your place, Obviously. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was a wild ride. So, (laughs) after that... And I hear about all of this. I go to my principal, which I have to give her kudos for this because it is the the day before our break. winter Christmas break, right? And thank goodness I don't have students scheduled for Fridays. It's typically my planning day, my cleaning day, my yeah. you know my screening day because I teach gifted students, so I screen students for gifted program and that kind of thing and. You know, that's just like my meeting day, all of that. Well, I was sitting in my room planning for January. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm making all my lesson plans and everything and figuring out what it is that I, I want to do in January and 
with my kids, especially that first week coming back, the first couple of weeks coming back, because I don't want to be scrambling right. over my winter break. Makes sense. I want to be relaxing. Right, as you should. As I should be. Um, even though yesterday I did do some schoolwork. <laughs> <laughs> because oh, as teachers, fun. we're gluttons for punishment, and that's oh, what we do, God. you know? So, um, but anyway, I had kind of gotten to a point where I've got most of January planned. Nice. I know. I'm so good like that. Mm. <laughs> Go, girl. So, well, Thursdays are easy because it's a reading program that I'm doing with my students. And oh. so, I mean, that's super simple. So that's like half of my class times Very nice. done taking care of. The other half that I got to give a little more thought to because that's usually my STEM projects. And so we're making Ublick one day. Oh. We're going to talk about non-Newtonian fluids. Have that you ever heard that fancy. term before? I have no idea what these things are. You don't know what a non-Newtonian fluid is? I don't think so. Can I tell you? Yeah. I didn't know what it was either until when probably a couple months ago what is that a non-newtonian fluid is um something that is not a solid or a liquid it's not oh. gas but it can be classified as a solid and or a liquid so ublick when you make this you, if you whatever force you apply to it so if you punch it it's gonna meet you with the same force. So it's gonna be like a solid. Oh. But if you just hold it in your hand, like you grab a chunk of it and you just hold it in your hand, it oozes out through your fingertips like a liquid. Oh. So it's like a solid and a liquid. Oh. I know, right? That How cool like is that? That's a science project. I know. <laughs> That's our chemistry lesson for today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed this episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I was going through all of my lesson planning, and when I heard that your car was, like, <laughs> sitting and cooling down so that you could hurry up and turn it back on and rush to my place, I went to my principal, and I said, I have a slight dilemma. <laughs> and she was like, don't we all? <laughs> I mean, we are in the field of education, so yeah. that's an automatic yes. <laughs> and so I let her know what had been going on, like with your car, with his car now. And I said, they're going to need my car to be able to go get parts. And she goes, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Aww. I'll see you later. Okay. And she let me leave early so that I could come home. You guys could have access. Like, he could drive my car mm -hmm. to go pick up the parts for your car because y'all figured out to fix your car first yeah. so I have to give her kudos for that that was that was very kind of mm -hmm. her so thank you I don't know if you I don't know if she listens to this or not I don't know but I still have, don't have nothing to say I know you don't and that's okay <laughs> but I do have to say thank you and I have to show some appreciation yeah because I got to come home a little early yep. and start my Christmas break a little I am early. appreciative that you got to come home, and I'm going to leave it there. And and that you had access to my car. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's no love lost there between the two of them, in case y'all haven't picked up on that. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> anyway, so, so then that happens. Yeah. And poor Christopher is out there trying to take the starter mm -hmm. off of your car can't get it done no and also <clears throat> my undercarriage like that little set thing it's like 20 bucks it um it's been your like, engine mount it's been like broken right like, ever so it just like dangles <laughs> it just like hangs down so on top of him like being underneath the car there's that like dangly little thing like in his face <laughs> So, you know, and I know I'm, like, super claustrophobic. I know he doesn't like tight spaces. No. So it was just, it was a lot, and it was hot outside. I think, like, it was just too much. It was a little too much, and, um, yeah, no. It was so we no made the dis executive decision yeah. to call a mobile mechanic. <laughs> and that in itself has been a challenge. A nightmare. I mean, it's I can been, laugh now. I'm glad I've you can. Down. She had to scream earlier. And I, I'm not mm. saying that, like, lightly. I mean, she literally screamed. I think I had to scream, like, multiple times. You did scream multiple times. The representative. Times. Okay, backstory. We scheduled an we appointment. We scheduled an appointment. For today. For today at 11. 
and we right. did this on Friday because mm-hmm. we were just like, you know what? Like, if this isn't working, like, don't beat yourself up. Let's just figure out another way. Like, how right. do we fix it? Right, right, right. So Chris found the mobile mechanic. We scheduled it again. You guys, Friday night. We scheduled it. It was for more Sunday. like Friday evening. I want to say That's it was true. like six or six thirty. You're right. It was a little. It wasn't even late. It was probably six or six thirty. Just like yeah. you said, it was not late because at that point we were just starting to eat dinner. Yeah. Like, it's not like So, it, it might have 11. even been earlier than that. Yeah. So, um, they take our money, you know. Um, well, it's really not my money. It's my dad's money. Well, yeah, dad's but they evil. charge the credit card. Yes. And because you paid for it up front, you got a $40 credit. Mm-hmm. Like, like $40 discount, I should right, say. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> so, my dad's great. Thanks, Dad, if you're listening. Um, yes, thanks, Dad. <laughs> and he, he was like, it's fine. I got y'all. It's cool. So, Merry Christmas, basically. And um, <laughs> so, everything's fine. Like, we're finally like, oh, a win, you know? Because I feel like when you're going through it, you just need one good win. And you're you like, do I need can a win. You yeah, do. it's like a reset button. So, then yeah. the next day when life is like, oops, you overslept, you're late for work, you're like, oh, Lord have mercy. And But you're not, like, overwhelmed with anxiety because you had a win the night before. Right. So... So, while you set that up, I'm in the kitchen cooking. Yes. You're in the kitchen cooking. I'm in the kitchen cooking, and then all of a sudden, it hits me (laughs) that I'm hearing this noise, like water running. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, why do I hear water running? And I thought one of y'all had left the bathroom sink running Mm -hmm. because that's what it sounded like. Yeah. And I'm like, y'all, wait, why do I hear water running? So we all go into that bedroom. And when I tell you there was water running, I don't mean that it was just running. I mean, it was gushing. Literally gushing out. It was from the tank of the toilet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And not the bowl. So it wasn't like there was a clog in the toilet or anything. It wasn't that. It was literally from the tank of the toilet. Water just pouring by the gallons and I mean by gallons because I'm saying it flooded the entire bathroom Mm -hmm. and what four feet into the bedroom into the bedroom from the bathroom it was completely soaked yeah like the carpet was soaked the rug (laughs) in the bathroom was soaked honestly it looked like you could if you imagine a kiddie pool and that's what I kept comparing it to like yeah you did probably filled maybe like halfway of a kiddie pool like yeah it was so much water it was and then i don't even want to talk about the maintenance guy <laughs> he was useless <laughs> i mean he was useless that night he did right. he did come in and fix things yesterday right but in the moment yeah he was sexist mm-hmm. and useless yeah and we're gonna leave it at that yeah yeah because then right after that, <laughs> we sit down to dinner. And Chris starts laughing. He's looking at his phone and he's laughing. But it's the type of laughing, like a defeated, I give up life. Yeah, I, I can't, surrender. I can't take it. Here's anymore. my white flag. I'm done. So I immediately was like, oh, dear God, what? what? And he doesn't even say anything. He shows me the phone. And it's a text from the mechanic, like the company, saying, oops, we're going to have to reschedule because your mechanic um, cannot make it on Sunday due to a personal, personal emergency. Reasons. Yeah. And at this point, I think, <laughs> like, the inside of my body exploded. Like, I was like, no. No. Like, I could not. So there went that win. Yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. That win would, like, literally slipped through our fingers. Like, it was there and it was gone. It was awful. So we ended up calling the company and hmm. went off. And I gave off. them a piece of my mind. Yeah, went off because they were saying the next available time wasn't going to be until Wednesday. Meanwhile, we have jobs. Right. So it was just like, bro, like that does not work. And like if we paid you for a service, like they already took their money. So mm-hmm. I was like, so why does this feel scammy? Like, you took our money, and then 20 minutes later, you cancel? And the next uh, possible appointment is four days from now. I know. Or five days, because it was Friday. And I was, I tried to be so nice to that guy. And I have to say, 
He heard everything that I had to say. He does. He heard everything you had to say. Yeah. But I did have to call him out when he finally said too many times, I understand how you're feeling. Because no, you don't. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, I I get it the first couple of times you say it, but when you repeatedly say that, I I find that a little suspect because (laughs) you get to sit behind your policies and procedures. And I told him all I need is a win. We have been dealing with this breaking down, this breaking Mm -hmm. down, this breaking down, this thing happening, this thing happening. It has been one thing after after another. another. Yeah. And we just need you to give us one win. And he was like, I understand how you feel. No, you don't. No. No. And then I chimed in and I was like, yeah, there's no possible way you understand because guess where you're at? At work. Somewhere we can't be next week. Yeah. And you you get to sit behind your policies and procedures Mm -hmm. and your regulations and all of that. And I understand he has a job to do. Right. But in that job, don't say, I understand how you feel. Well, I mean, I worked for a UPS call center when I was like 20 years old. And we had to go through training on how to de-escalate calls. And I want to say it was called our empathy statements. Like, I'm pretty Uh sure we had um, like a piece of paper that our like managers would type out statements on what to say. And it was up to us to select the appropriate one. And I was so careful and intentional about the Mm -hmm. statement i did not i barely used i understand your frustration i hated using that one because in that moment i don't i don't understand your frustration you don't you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and so for him to continue to use the same one i was so tempted to be like pick another statement yeah i need you to look at that sheet and pick something (laughs) look at your list like you know what i'm saying and tell me something else right pick another one homie (laughs) because that one's not working you know and i it was just so frustrating and i think the part that i really did not appreciate was that they couldn't escalate it to a supervisor right then and there. I think so as well, because you're not, as a customer, Mm -hmm. we're so used to being able to say, I need to speak to a manager. Right. And I'm sorry, but even for those employees, that's not fair to those employees that are working for this business, because that means there is nobody there who has their back, who can see this situation through to the end for them. And then they're stuck in this situation, having to deal with an angry customer. Mm -hmm. It's not fair to either side. No, it's not. And I mean, I can only imagine how angry people must get when they're being told you can't fix this between our a supervisor will contact you between 24 to 48 hours like that's it's madness too much time right although a thought did just occur to me i wonder if they do that because in 24 hours you're not going to feel as angry as you do in that moment then whatever those supervisors are making they should make less i agree because that's not fair it's not I, fair. The exact same call center I worked for, our supervisors were on the floor with us at all times. Which is where they should be. Right. Unless being in a world of COVID, yeah. all of these people are working from home. But there's no way all of them are busy at the same time. You know what I mean? Oh, no. You know, so I mean, there should there. be a... There should be a supervisor that is on call mm-hmm. for immediate situations such as this. Right. It's the holiday season. Mm-hmm. What if, like, something happened to someone's car and they have to make it back to Georgia? You know what I mean? Or they have to drive back and they can't. Right. And they need it to be escalated and handled. And they're like, you got to wait 24 to 48 hours. <laughs> well, they ended up calling while Chris was at work yesterday. And Uh, when Chris tried to call her back, surprise, surprise, she didn't answer. Of course not. So it's just like, so then today uh, we call (laughs) and I literally talked to like, I think it was two different people today. Mm -hmm. It was a guy, I didn't get his name, but then there was a lady who was just like, I I truly believe that like, she was a demon. I think, I don't think she was a demon per se. I'm just But I do believe that she was extremely condescending. I feel like her mission for the day was to bring me out of my character and she won. If that was what life was testing me with today, it won. And I'm not embarrassed to say it because I very rarely 
do I step out of character? But she... You did today. Literally <laughs> talked... First of all, we were on the phone, and she wasn't listening to what I was saying. And if there's one thing that really pisses me off is when I'm talking, I'm not talking to hear myself talk. Like, right. I'm very intentional. I'm intentional with my work. I'm intentional with my... Um, artistic side I'm, I'm intentional with everything that I do I'm not just doing it for kicks and giggles right so I and I told her I was like you were the third person I've talked to so I was already letting her know listen home girl I like I know what I'm calling about I don't need you to give me a spiel just right. like listen to what I'm saying and like answer accordingly well she you know talked for what like 10 minutes straight I was yeah, very at polite least. yeah at least 10 minutes I was very polite I said, okay, thank you, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, she still wasn't grasping what I was saying. Because what ended up happening was not only did they charge us the full price of the service that we still have not got, uh, still have not received, but they also charged us $40 twice. Right. And I was like, which uh, was that discount? Skirt. Right. The discount was supposed to be $40. So I was like, why are we being charged 80 bucks? And she, you know, talked over me and was like, you're only getting $40 back because that's that's all we owe We didn't you. charge you $80. Right. And I was like, I'm looking at the statement right now. <laughs> right. It's $80. And she was like, no. And then she tells me, I need you to take me off speaker. <laughs> what? Uh, no. And I was just like, why? And I think she said something along the lines, like, I can't really hear she you. She said or... that she could hear me, which, because I was talking. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, but I didn't talk much. No. I think it's one sentence. I think it was only one or two sentences, and I don't think that she liked that I chimed in. Mm -hmm. I really think that's what it was, because it was after I had chimed in, yeah. and she said what she did. Then she made it sound as though, because I was chiming in, she couldn't hear you because mm -hmm. there was too much background noise. Yeah. So then I obliged. I was like, you know what? I'm going to let you have this. I'm going to take you off speakerphone because you're not ready. You're not ready for what's about to happen. Right. So I take, because at this point she was very condescending. She was trying to explain to me, mind you, my background is not only customer service, but accounting. So like I know debits and credits. Like I'm, I know how this works. Right. She tried to explain to me how like, the credit card works and I was like biting my tongue because I was like I know she is not trying to explain this to me like I'm a 10 year old so but I let her have it she was talking and then finally like she had she kept repeating herself and it was enough mm -hmm. and I was like um I called her by her name I'm not gonna put her on blast but I called her <laughs> by her name and she still kept talking over me and so I said her we're gonna say her name was Barb I was like Barb Barb I should say it's Karen oh I should say Karen she acted like a Karen she did act she like was Karen. I was like Karen Karen, Karen, and then finally I like screamed her name and she was like, you don't know what I'm about to say, Marvelous. And I was like, Karen, you don't know what I'm about to say. And I was like, I have literally, <laughs> literally never been spoken to in this manner. Like, no. I let you talk for 10 minutes. Can you shut up and let me talk? And she's still like, we were both talking at the same time. And then so I, I screamed again. And I was like, you're still not listening. And then at one point, I think I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was like, you were blown away that, like, she still wouldn't shut up. I don't even remember what I finally said to get her to shut up. I didn't call her out of her name. But no, you didn't. I don't know what I said to finally get her to shut up. I think, like, I don't know. I don't know what I said. I know I brought up I work for a law firm. And I kind of feel like that's when she shut up. I also think that she didn't like the fact that I also did say, does she know our social media presence? <laughs> yeah, she probably didn't like that. I don't care. That's, I feel like that's the only thing that gets companies to do the right thing nowadays is you have to hold them accountable in public. You can't Which privately do it. Which is unfortunate because I, I don't like doing that. Why do I have to do that? Just do the right thing. Exactly. Nobody should have to do that. No. But, I mean, I have to say, the company has a wonderful review. Yeah. They I have, like, 4.9 stars. But for whatever reason, this one particular situation has just turned into a nightmare. It spiraled. And the guy we talked to Friday night said he booked an appointment for Wednesday. Yeah. And when Chris went back into the account, the appointment was never booked. So he had to book it for Tuesday. Which is what prompted mm -hmm. the ref the uh, charge of the discount. Right. Because so, they tried to say we rescheduled. Like, it was our fault we rescheduled. And I was like, no, 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 no. 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 
So, you know, I explained to her, I told her she was the most disrespectful, <clears throat> condescending creature I've ever come in contact with. And I was like, I've worked in customer service. I've worked at call centers. You do not speak mm-hmm. to customers this way. Like, I was just, I was honestly flabbergasted by the, like, blatant disrespect. And I, yeah. I haven't had someone talk over me like that. And one of my triggers I did, I knew why I blew up. Like, I wasn't surprised that I blew up. But I, I really either. was trying very, very hard to stay calm. You did. But you did a good job. I when she one of my triggers is I don't like it when people try to silence me like if I'm because I'm polite I'm going to let you say your piece I'm gonna let you have the floor speak your truth do your thing but when it's my turn give me that same respect and she didn't give it to me and it just made me have a flashback of my childhood when Mm -hmm. I blatantly was trying to speak up for myself and I would immediately get shut down and I was like oh no we're not doing this and I, I went off I didn't. I I think I cursed, but I didn't curse at her. It was more like I you used did curse. a curse word in the sentence. You did. Yeah. You but did. But I didn't call her a couple a name. of times. She's lucky. That's all she got. It is. She is. <laughs> She's very lucky. <laughs> I really didn't try to keep it G, but she just set set me <clears throat> off. And then finally, when I was done talking, she goes. This call will be escalated. I was like, oh, now you want to escalate it. And I was like, when am I going to get a call from a supervisor? 24 to 48 hours. I was like, that's not good enough. And she was like, that's all I can offer. I was like, Merry Christmas then, Karen. (laughs) Yes. You know, that's, um, oof, it has been. It's been quite a weekend. Oh, my God. But you know what? As much as we've struggled through this whole thing this weekend, We've also had a lot of positive come out of this. We have. We had a really big, uh, big, big breakthrough on Friday. It was super cool. Um, and then I just, you know, uh, almost like a light bulb went off, you mm-hmm. know. It was some really good things that happened. I had um, a childhood friend reach out to me and send me money, which she did not have to do. I hadn't talked to her in years and we just, you know, she's one of those friends that, like, we've known each other our whole lives and, like, we'll always mm-hmm. be friends, but we definitely have not seen each other since we were probably, like, 12. So I was just not expecting her to even, I mean, I don't want to say to not care because I all like, I feel like people will care about you. But you yeah. know what I mean? Like, in retrospect, like, I'm not checking people's Facebook posts all the time. Like, I'll post what I say, and then, like, I kind of just sign off or, you know. what I do, yeah. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? So for her to, like, stop her day and be like, oh, my gosh, this girl that I, like, grew up with is struggling. Let me send her money. And the crazy thing is in the post, I didn't even, I didn't, like, ask people for money. I was dramatic. I was like, I should start a GoFundMe or throw myself into a volcano. Like, that's what I said, and it obviously (laughs) was me being dramatic. I was trying to be, like, have some dark humor there. But, yeah, and it just completely blew me away. Um, just, like, how sweet that was. Like, I thought that was so kind. So, yeah, that was a positive, but, ooh. It was a big positive. It was a But it wasn't the positive. only positive. We had a lot of positives come we did. out of that day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like because of the conversation that we all had that night, um, the mind shift that happened yeah. afterwards I really think that's what brought on the blessing that somebody else was able oh, to yeah. provide for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, one of the big positives. <laughs> I mean, it sucked for me, I guess. But it, it's good. I um, My whole life, I've loved to shop. And I think I just thought it was just like a hobby. I mean, I remember when Jobs would ask me, like, what do you like to do in your spare time? I like to go shopping. I just kind of thought that was just like in every... That's what every woman that's what loves every to woman do. woman loves to do. Right. And I didn't really <laughs> think much of it until recently. Um, I, uh, I got like a bonus for my job. And the other day, I think it was like Thursday night when we got home from the movies, I kind of just like looked at Chris and I was like, where'd that money go? Like, I literally could not remember what I spent it on, like, at all. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just like, "Mm, that's weird. How do I not remember? Like, I have an elephant brain. Like, I have an elephant memory. I remember everything. You do. You do. I remember everything. It's scary how much you remember. (laughs) Holy cow. I'll, like, just meet somebody or pass by somebody, and I, like, know what Everything about them. Yeah, it's really weird. But, um... 
I don't know. I, I just, and I started to feel like something was off. Like, I was like, how do I not know? Like, that's got to be a problem, right? Like, how do I not remember? And then on Friday, we started talking, and I was like, you know, not only do I not remember where that money goes, I notice a lot of my time is spent with, like, five uh, website tabs open. Like, one of, uh, most of them are, like, makeup-inspired or mm -hmm. clothing or shoes or perfume or what have you. Or Disney. Or Disney. <laughs> and I'll close all of them and be yeah. like, no, I don't need it. And then, like, the second we get a paycheck, I open all of those back up, and then I just buy everything I want. And then mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, no, we have no money. You know what I mean? And it's like yeah. I don't – it's like it's – it's it happens so fast that I don't even, like, take into account, like, what I just did. Right. And we talked about it on Friday, and I was like, I don't know what that is. Like, I literally <laughs> was just like, it's just this weird thing that I do. No big deal. And then Marie goes, it's called an addiction. <laughs> I said, Mar marvelous. We call that an addiction. <laughs> and I, like, busted out laughing and was like, huh? Wait, what? <laughs> like, she did. I – I think, like, I thought she was kidding, but then it, like, really hit me, and I was like, wait. And I think the craziest thing is when I think about it, and we talked about it, and I was like, dang, that's so wild. You know, Marie was like, well, think about, like, why, like, when is your earliest memory of, like, doing this? Like, when mm -hmm. do you remember always going shopping? And I was like, well. I guess in my past relationship, when things would get a little heated, I would go shopping or the guy I was with at the time would kind of just like slide me his card and be like, what do you want? And that's kind of just how we like fix things and I'm doing right. air quotes right now. Um, and everything would go into the rug and I kind of just like mentally that was how that was my coping mechanism like right let me just go shopping and it totally started small because like, it fixes things right it would it made me feel better um, for the moment but of course it's like an insatiable need like you're gonna want mm -hmm. more and more and it gets larger and larger until one day you're like wow I don't know where that money went and it's not like it's $200 and you're like oops because that's how it started. I worked at Build-A-Bear when I was younger, and my paychecks were maybe $200, maybe $240 if I picked up an extra shift. Right. And, like, they, it would be gone in, like, the blink of an eye. And I didn't think much of it because I was like, I'm young. I'm, like, 19, 18. Who cares? Like, right. it's fine. Right. But then it's like you turn 29, and you, like, have an apartment to pay for, and you have bills, and you're like, wait, where'd that money go? Our and cars are broken down. Right. We don't have a savings we account. We don't have a savings account. What right. happened? Didn't I just have all this money a week ago? Like, it's just, it spiraled so fast. And it just, it, it's really sad. And I think it's easy to point fingers at another addiction mm -hmm. because it seems more real. Like, oh, you have a smoking, like, you have a nicotine addiction. Nah, nah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it seems like that's the worst you can do because that's damaging your lung. You know, like, you try yes. to, like, I don't know. It's weird. You try to make it seem worse than yours because you're like, oh, it can harm you. And, I mean, it's mine the same thing. Mine can't physically harm me. Right. Mine yeah. can't physically harm me, but it can because yes, it I could be homeless. You know what I mean? I could end up on the street because <laughs> I'm just going, I'm spiraling. So, yeah, I didn't feel great. It definitely did not feel good. But so, I like, can relate to that. I can relate to that. Yeah. Because I know that when my marriage really started going south and I didn't have my husband's attention, mm -hmm. he didn't look at me anymore. He didn't want me anymore. Yeah. He didn't, all of that. Um, what did I turn to? I turned to his money. I didn't have him, mm -hmm. but I had his money. Wow. And I could go shopping. And I didn't always buy things for myself. It wasn't that, and that's how I justified it. Uh, it was, I was justifying it that I was buying things for the kids. Mm. You know, things they didn't need. Yeah. The latest toy, the latest gadget. And it wasn't expensive stuff, like three, $400 stuff. Mm -hmm. It was little stuff, toys that they didn't need yeah. or whatever. Clothing. They had to have more clothing. But I was spending his money because I didn't have his attention. Yeah. And then when he ended up, because, I mean, he put it... it I helped put us into sort of a financial ruin. Mm. And instead of coming to me and talking to me about it, he didn't trust me anymore. 
and ended up going and opening up his own bank account and not telling me about it and really separating his finances from mine instead of coming to me and saying, Marie, there's a problem. Yeah. He didn't trust enough in our marriage, in our relationship, in me Mm -hmm. to sit down and say, we've got a problem and we need to fix this. Like what's going on with you? I mean, he has his own addiction. Right, right. You know, and and that was something that didn't get spoken about either. You know, it just got pushed under the rug like yeah. we always do. We just sweep everything under the rug. And then once that hill gets a little too big, we start tripping over it. And that's why we find ourselves where we are now, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so we both had our own thing. But he didn't want to talk about his thing. I would have been happy to sit down and discuss it with him, but he didn't trust me enough because I don't think he trusted himself enough. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, so that I've, does make me feel better. Yeah, well, I'm glad because you've said to me, you've said to me that you were embarrassed by admitting this. Yeah. There is no shame in this, girl. There is no shame. Oh. There's no shame. I'm not sitting here judging you. Yeah, I know. And when I said it makes me feel better, not the part about him not trusting you. I mean the part that he that. didn't have enough faith or, or I guess he couldn't put his pride aside to acknowledge the fact that he was also struggling with something. Yeah. I think I, I don't really have a, well, that's a lie. I do have a problem admitting defeat or admitting like, ooh, I got this situation that I can't really handle myself because... For my whole life, it's kind of just been, like, me protecting me or, like, my dad. My dad has always slayed the dragons in my life. And when I became an adult and I, like, moved out of the house, it was very much me. Like, mentally, emotionally, physically, I just had to protect myself and guard myself. And I think even as an adult, it's hard for me to be vulnerable and kind of, like, ask for help. I feel like, I don't know, it's it's interesting because when it comes to money, like, I know it's a weird subject, but I feel more comfortable asking for help there than when it comes down to, like, oh, I have an addiction and I want yeah. I need to talk about it. Because I think that's more personal. So weakness in yourself. Yeah. And you don't want to face that. Yeah, and you said it perfectly. It's a weakness in myself. Money, everyone's struggling with money. So right. money is like, and since we're close and like we've, you know, we have my, my dad and all of that, I think it's easier to, um, you know, to talk about. That's correct. Yeah, I think... You know, money struggles, everyone is struggling, so it's way easier. But, like, actually reflecting and finding things about yourself and then, like, admitting it, <laughs> I think it's a bit but challenging. You know, it is challenging, but yeah. I think it goes beyond the admission. I think you really need to ask the why questions. Mm-hmm. Because when you get to the root of why it is happening, yeah, that is the only time you'll be able to solve it. That's true. You know, where yeah. you actually get to a place where you can heal that addiction. Yeah. Or you get to a place where you can heal that brokenness. Yeah, that's true. That kind of thing. So um, it, that's one of the things I've learned. Because when you talked about... The shopping. Mm -hmm, The mm -hmm. one question for me was, when did it start? Right. Because that explains the why. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think reflection is always such a beautiful attribute Mm -hmm, that somebody mm -hmm. can have within themselves. Yeah. And it's something I've learned to do. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's important. I think it's a learned skill. Yeah. (laughs) Because nobody really wants to reflect and, and find the ugly that's you know? what it is. Nobody wants to face that part of themselves. <clears throat> that is so pretty. I know. We have such a hard time with constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But that's all that is, is just to look at a reflection. Yeah. You know, but we don't want that constructive criticism or any type of criticism whatsoever because it shows our flaws. That's true. I know. I used to look at addiction in such a different way. Mm -hmm. But now, like, thinking about, like, how it affected me, it's funny because in the beginning it was just a coping mechanism, but then it just became a part of my personality. Mm -hmm. And I think that is 
the terror of what an addiction can do to someone is that at first it's just this little thing that you're like ah oh, it's just this thing I do and you're not really like you're like it's fine it's whatever it's small it's harmless it's nothing right and then one day you wake up and it literally has become a part of who you are and that is just we were watching um the third Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire mm-hmm. and if people haven't seen it shame on you because that was <laughs> that got released like in 2007 right. so anyways they've had so much time to catch up but there was this scene in the movie that really struck a chord with me when we were watching it last week to catch up, you know, or to, like, refresh our memories before we watched the new one. And there was a scene where, um, so Spider-Man, you know, they he had the black suit on, and it's because it was basically oh, yeah, Venom. Oh, yeah, I like remember he, that. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. like, basically turned into, like, Venom, kind of. because The dark the whole, side. Yeah, like the dark side of Spider-Man. And when he finally let that resentment and that bitterness and that anger go, he went to the church. And there's a scene where, like, the church bell is ringing because sound and I think, like, is it fire? It's sound and something else um, Mm -hmm. that messes with Venom, like the little alien thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the church bell was ringing and you could see, like, Venom, like, screaming and, like, separating himself from Spider-Man but also still clinging on to him mm-hmm. and it was so powerful to me because Spider-Man literally had to rip apart his suit until he was basically naked because this thing had become so much attached to him because he invited it in and I was like dang that's so powerful because it's so easy to be Angry. It's so easy to mm-hmm. walk in anger or to walk in fear. It's so much more powerful to walk in love and to be like, I'm going to forgive this person or I'm right. going to let this go. And I love that scene because a lot of people like to say like, oh, you should just get over it. Or like, you'll be fine, just let it go. And I'm right. like, no, letting it go also is very painful. It's mm-hmm. not just something where overnight you're fine. And I just love that scene because he, Spider-Man himself was literally screaming as it was coming undone. And I was like... It's like his pain didn't want to let him go. And I was like, dang, Spider-Man, always teaching you know, lessons. <laughs> it's true. And and that is a beautiful uh, visual representation yeah. of what healing can look like, right. feel like, and actually be. Yeah, You physically have to tear yourself away from that pain. And accept that there is something better for mm-hmm. you and believe that. Right. You know, we've talked about recently um, about believing the lie. Yeah. You know, that started you on a path of destruction mm-hmm. or not, I mean, not you physically, no, but you personally, but just the, the collective you, us. Yeah. You know, there is a lie that we get told, whether we tell it to ourselves or whether somebody says it to us or what have you, there's a lie out there and we believe it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then you also have to start believing the truth. And when mm-hmm. you start learning to believe the truth, that then tells that lie, oh, that really is a lie. Yeah. You know, but you sometimes see it for what it is. Mm-hmm, but sometimes that lie feels more truthful. Yeah. You know? It's deep. It's crazy. I um, It is. It definitely speaks volumes because I feel like all of us, when I was talking to my dad today even, we, I brought up the Spider-Man uh, scene and he was like, I love that scene as well because he was like, God says we are fearfully and wonderfully made, mm-hmm. but then we believe the world and we believe, oh, we need to be skinnier, we need to be thicker, we need to, you know, like there's so many trends and oh, go get, you know, your body fixed or do this or do that or you need longer hair so girls wear extensions or, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many things and we're just, it, again, it's an insatiable quench, really. It's just something it that is. you're going to always want to up it to the next level. I look at celebrities when they were stunning. They were like, little Kim, to me, she was so beautiful before she did all this plastic surgery mm-hmm. and I'm just like, you can't even remove that. Like, no. now you're just stuck looking like that and yikes you know and it's just like wow you believed that lie that like you weren't pretty enough or you weren't enough in general and it's just like in the moment it may seem great but years later it's going to catch up and I think that's what's so scary is it doesn't even have to be as as materialistic as plastic surgery but it could be so much deeper and you just continue to believe the lie that you're not good enough and then one day 
you, you know, you're just depressed and miserable and you're alone. And I think, I think that's a scary place to be. That's worse to me than plastic surgery. Like, yeah, you look busted, but like, you know, maybe on the inside you feel okay. (laughs) But I feel like if you continue to believe the lie that you're not good enough or no one loves you or you need, you know, you need something that you don't have, one day you're going to wake up alone and miserable and there's no way to go back in time and fix that. It's true. Yeah. I appreciate you being so open and vulnerable with us today. Thank you. Thank you. I try, you know. <laughs> I'm, and my purpose, my purpose for this was not to relive it all. No, I know. But because I know there are so many people out there who go through similar situations. I mean, it may look different. Mm-hmm. It may not be a vehicle. It may be a home, or yeah. it may not. It may be a loved one. I mean, I think back on Kentucky. There are so many people who are celebrating their first Christmas without so many loved ones yeah. because of the tragedy that happened with the tornadoes yeah. and everything. Oh, I hate tornadoes too. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. So, I mean, it may not be, it may not look the same mm-hmm. as the struggle that you guys have been through recently, but I just want people to know that they're not alone. Yeah. That we, I feel like, we all struggle at some level and you know i used to tell myself i thought about this this morning because pastor steve um with church this morning he kind of alluded to the same thing like what your dad said yeah and it got me to thinking that i used to say i'm okay because there are people out there who suffer far greater than i do and that is true um, there are some hard truths that, yes, there are things that I've struggled with mm-hmm. that some other people may not be able to deal with. But then there are people who do struggle with greater travesties or greater devastations mm-hmm. than I do or have. But you know what that does? What? I realized this morning that that kind of dampens or not dampens, but it really kind of negates the fact that there are traumas in my life yeah you know and it doesn't really put the fact that my trauma is important right it doesn't like really allow you the space to validate what you feel what you feel because you're like well it's like you put it on the sidelines because you're like oh well so-and-so lost this person this year so my trauma but no, trauma is very real. It looks different to everybody. It does. Yeah. And I have to remind myself that the trauma that I've been through, there are other people out there who would never be able to deal with the trauma that mm-hmm. I've been through. Right. So just because somebody else is going through something that maybe I deem as m- more, right. more traumatic or more devastating... That's more devastating to me yeah. and not to someone else. And I need to learn how to not lessen my own trauma. Yeah. Because in doing so, I don't get to heal from it. Because I always just say, oh, somebody's got it worse off than I do. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. That hit me yeah. this morning. That was an epiphany I had this morning. Well, look at that. Growth. Growth. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag growth. It is true. I think I definitely am always, my friends and I now, the way we even really comfort one another is the first thing we do is we say, what you're feeling right now is validated. Mm -hmm. I've learned that from you. Yeah. I have. I don't really know where I learned that from, to be honest. I don't know if I heard it somewhere. Maybe I heard it off of the Man Enough podcast or something. I have no idea. But I think I was listening to something, and I heard someone say that. And I was like, dang, that, like, hit me. Mm-hmm. It just gives you, like, a peace of mind and tells the other person, like, you're not being crazy. Right. You're validated for how you feel. But, like, how can we get through this, you know? So you're not just, like, stewing in it because that's not fun. Right. And and it's okay to validate your own feelings. Yeah. Like, and I think that's what I haven't done for so many years by saying, oh, people out there have it worse off than I do. Mm-hmm. That's not validating my own trauma no. or validating my own feelings about what I've been dealing with. Right. My feelings are very valid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, of course. So, yeah, yeah I agree. Growth. I think 2021, I used to think it was... <laughs> just pounding on Chris and I or really pounding on everybody I knew it was a rough year 
But the more I, especially after this weekend, I feel like life isn't here to pound on us. I feel like it's here to help us grow. And if we're not growing, then we're going to keep running into the same situation over and over again. If we're still not growing, mm-hmm. then I feel like it happens double time. Like life is like, all yeah. right, we're really about. I'm really about to knock you out a few times in this ring because you're not getting knock it. some common sense. Yeah, in there. and then when you finally <laughs> get it, it's like your path is basically realigned and you learn. I'm not saying that next year isn't going to have its own troubles, but I think. It'll be easier to face because there's been so much going on this year that you can just reflect and be like, I remember there was a lesson in this. This is what I learned. Let me apply it to the situation. And then just move on because Chris and I have this saying in our marriage where if something's feeling super overwhelmed or just like way too much, we literally look at each other and we're like, life has to work out because we're not dead. Like there's literally nothing else it can do. (laughs) We're still here. (laughs) There's some truth in that. I have to say, your dad, I love what he said, is that in every situation, Mm -hmm. there is something to learn about yourself. Yeah. You know? And and that's what I have to remember, is I'm getting better at knowing that. I, I don't think I ever put that into words. Okay. But I think I knew that. Yeah. You know, I think... When I was your age, I wasn't thinking as deeply as I do today. Right. Um, and I love that you and Christopher are already thinking so much deeper about who you are as people. Mm-hmm. I think if I had had somebody to, like, reflect with or somebody to even just really enjoy life with. I mean, I was married by this by the time I was y'all's age. Yeah. I think I had Cassie by that time, and my marriage was already on a slippery slope. Mm. And that was 20-something years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I didn't really have somebody to sit there with me and kind of travel through life with and yeah. and to reflect with. Yeah. And so I love that you two have each other to reflect with. Oh, thank you. I yeah, do. I think it's super important. Because you can't really grow, I feel like, if you don't have someone being like, excuse, <laughs> I need to hold you accountable here. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree. But thank you again for sharing. Yeah. I think it's very important that people understand that they're not alone. Especially now during the holiday season. Mm-hmm. It's rough. And, yeah, it's rough. It's rough. It's 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 expensive Mm. you know there's already these financial obligations that we put on ourselves yep you know to make the best christmas for somebody as we possibly can and we go into financial debt because of it (laughs) right i mean it's just like one struggle after another and then and then in the meanwhile life is still happening Mm. and then things like this so not only do we have to have the expenses of christmas but now we have to have the expenses of car parts and yep and fixing a vehicle and trying not to get fired from our job because right. we can't make it to work. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just, it seems to like just pile on, yeah. on top of one another. But yeah, you know what? In all of this struggle, though, I feel like this has been such a beautiful weekend. It has. It really has. It, it definitely was a struggle, but I, I definitely feel like there was a lot to be learned. And, um, yeah, I really, I mean, it was rough, but I did enjoy once the light at the end of the tunnel came through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. And now we can so successfully say that Christopher's car is now back yes. up and running. While we were sitting here recording this, um, he was down faithfully working on his vehicle, putting yep. a new radiator in. Which is a big job. Yeah, like, for somebody who's never done huge. that before. Yeah. He's done a great job he has chris is i always call we him have a, a win fixer. we do we finally have our win yay chris is the fixer and he researches like nobody's business and he looked all of the like youtube videos up yeah. and really learned how to do it and he did it i feel like pretty quick like it only took a few hours <laughs> it didn't take like a like it didn't take all day it didn't take all day no, no. so i'm really proud like of it's him. only it's 4.30. It's 4 now. And I think he started when? Like 12, 1. Something Some, like that. 12.31-ish. Uh, probably closer ate. to 1. Yeah, we had to eat lunch. So, so maybe about 3 hours. Yeah. That's, that's not, not bad. bad. I'm so proud of him. I know. He really did that. He needed this. He really did that. 
All right, guys. So I hope that you understand that whatever it is you're going through, you're not alone. Not alone at all. Because we all are going through something. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that that makes somebody feel better. But I hope knowing that they're not alone. Yeah. Makes... That made me feel better. Kind of like a weird comfort in knowing some someone else is struggling <laughs> They say too. misery loves company. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're just all, I think our biggest fear as a society is nobody wants to feel crazy and nobody wants to feel alone. Yeah. So I think knowing that someone else is going through something, even if it's not as, you know, traumatic as other people, I think it's just some type of comfort in that it is yeah so i want to take this time to validate their feelings oh, yeah. like all of y'all that are out there dealing with something you're allowed to feel whatever it is that mm -hmm. you're feeling please know that you're allowed to feel that we don't want to act on that in a negative right. way <laughs> right but you are allowed to feel whatever it is that you feel and that's one thing i told i try to tell like my students yeah you're allowed to feel that yeah, feelings are there. Like, they're mm -hmm. real. And there's a reason for them. Yeah. You know? But what I would encourage you to do is to search out the why. Mm-hmm. Reflect and do some searching. Some, ask the hard questions. Ask the hard questions because then you get beautiful answers. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and sign off. Um Probably won't come back until after Christmas. So at this point, if you celebrate Christmas... I want to say Merry Christmas. If you don't, I hope you have a wonderful week. Yes, Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays happy or holidays. do your thing or, you know. Live life. <laughs> Live your best life. <laughs> and find your joy. Yes. Right? Find <laughs> joy somewhere. All right, guys. Until next time. <laughs>